Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as always, I'm joined by Quinn and May. Hello. Howdy. The current score is 6-1 to Digimon, and this time we're discussing the eight episodes, A Tale with a Twist and A Question of Trust. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions, a week ahead of the edited version. And we are just one patron away at the moment from getting monthly specials as well. So give our patron a look. So let's start off with a tale with a twist. Pokemon Advanced Hero. I should have made that the advanced snippet. Just go hero. Only the bad auto tune part though. Yeah, li- literally just the like how many bit that's just hero. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's good. Yeah. So bad it's good way. But yeah, you weren't here, May, when I called us all out for just not noticing Surviper, Kaknir, or even Brock in the intro. Maybe we just didn't pay attention because we were too stuck on the auto-tune. That's what we said. Exactly the theory we came up with. The music very is distracting. And all the pretty colours. You don't have time to process that Brock's there, or that these two Pokemon are right there that aren't Arbok or Weezing. I think we noticed that Max was there, though. I think so. Which is surprising, because he's, like, the shortest character. But I think that's what makes him stand out. So, A Tale with a Twist. Surprisingly, it's got nothing to do with Spoink or Grumpig, like I predicted. I think I was giving Pokemon too much credit there, because it would be, like, a two-layered pun. It's true, because, yeah, the Surviper, like, that tail's not twisted, and it's arguable if you should call that a tail. It's his body. His whole body is tail. His body is just a rope. He's a danger rope. Flying through the danger rope. That's that's what the title should have been called. No, that's a rubbish title. (laughs) So yeah, it's actually more about Trico than Surviper, surprisingly. That's true too. Although, I I guess Trico has an actual tail. Trico does have a tail. And it's got kind of a twist. Trico's got more personality than any other character in Pokemon. That's very true, especially May. Who is still pretty awful. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, May's just a bystander. The character, not me, I'd like to point out. Seems a little presumptuous of you to say that you're not terrible. Yeah. But, uh, you have some self-esteem. That's good. I exist. Don't we all, unfortunately? Uh, do we? I don't. I stopped existing a while back, and honestly, it was just a, a better decision. <laughs> you know what else doesn't exist? Good episodes of Pokemon? No, I was, I was going somewhere. Okay. Continuity, because Jesse's hair's bitten off and just comes back in the next shot, and it's magical. It's anime physics. Like, it's, uh, that kind of just happens. Also, her hair's just so perfect, it's just sort of reformed. I know! That's the magic part. You know what else is magic? Apparently, you can have something be both a donut and a rice ball. What the hell is that? They actually did the thing. They actually called it what it was called instead of this white, weird donut. God, I love- Jesse is such a- Pikachu! ...mood this week. Jesse is always a mood. Team Rocket's always a mood. Yeah, but so much more so this week. I think whenever we have, like, a Team Rocket episode- all of us just say, man, Team Rocket, like, <laughs> Team Rocket's a mood. Like, sometimes it's James, sometimes it's Jesse, sometimes both. In the end, Team Rocket's just the most relatable part of all of Pokemon. And Trico, I kind of wish, I want 
Trico to like defect from Ash's group and just join Team Rocket. That would be so good. I'd like to see that actually. And I could see it happening just like if Trico falls out with Ash over something. And I want him to stay evil. I don't want him to like just just have like an edgy episode. I want him to like yeah, I want him to stay with Team Rocket. Like that'd be cool. I have, I don't think Pokemon's ever done like a character. They, they've, they've done characters who become good or characters who become good or bad for an episode. We're never going to have that degree of continuity. But that'd be so cool, like, a character just sort of, like, saying, hey, Ash is terrible, he's terrible at everything, I'm going to join Team Rocket. May just goes and joins Team Rocket. And actually is good. Like, she's like, no, you're right, I don't like Pokemon, because I'm going to catch them and steal them, and yeah, or something, I don't know. But, again, too much for Pokemon. Too much. Because you want to be a hero. Hero. I didn't even try to auto-tune my voice, I just kind of just went up. Still more effort. Yeah, I still put more effort into this episode than the episode did. I'm too tired to auto-tune my own voice. So this was a fun episode. I was surprised by how good of an episode it was. Because it's Team Rocket. Yeah, Team Rocket carries this so hard. I mean, it was a decent 50-50 split between Team Rocket and Ash and Co. And, like, neither of them were bad. They, yeah, Ash and Co. weren't terrible. Except for Brock just weirdly knowing Jenny's crazy family tree. Joy. I know what I mean. They're both J names. But Quinn, it's a choice between either that or he hits on her. And I'd much rather have the Brock somehow knows the strange family tree of Nurse Joys than Brock hits on all the Nurse Joys. That's fair, but I feel like those are two very similar things, and like, I, I don't think I can tell you the family tree of anyone I've ever actually dated. But what, what, what is the, um, the obsession with Pokemon and characters that start with the letter J? Like, what, Jesse, James, Jenny, Joy? You're not wrong. They just like the letter J. Weirdly enough, J never podcasted about Pokemon that I know of. Jokemon. I said Jokemon and then everyone went silent. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed seeing it. That's valid. Okay, other thoughts. Survivor's actually quite scary when it's like five times bigger than you. That's true. So is Jessie. Jessie's great this episode. Jessie is. She is strong. She beats up Survivor by herself. It's so good. I want more of just what if, you know, humans engaged in battles. I want James the Moltres type to just enter a competition. Yes. Do it. If Meowth can talk, why can't Jesse and James just fight? Like Pokemon. Jesse should be James's tamer. Huh. Trainer. Whatever. Same thing. Really? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but just the jokes, like, Jesse's using fury swipes. Oh, that was so good. Emphasis on the fury. She was slashing so hard she managed to cut him through her gloves. God, I, I took a screenshot of her with the red eyes, and I'm so here for it. She is strong woman who don't need no Pokemon to fight her battles for her. Yeah, I really want more of this, and then just more of, like, Team Rocket actually capturing Pokemon. I say this basically every episode we have a Team Rocket episode, but they very much form more of a friendship with their Pokemon than Ash and Co do. They just sort of catch their Pokemon, but Team Rocket seem to um, actually just befriend them. Mm -hmm. They don't naturally go towards the Pokeball approach. Like, they, they try traps and all sorts first. That's also true, which is a good thing. That really should work out for them way more than it does. They don't think to capture Pokemon very often. They only have, like, two each. I don't even... Does James even have two at the moment? No, I don't think so. He still has Victory Bell, doesn't he? No. I think Victory Bell was sent away a while ago. 
Oh, that's kind of sad. I mean, that was also a running gag of Victory Bell just sort of eating James all the time. No, it's been replaced with Cacnea hugging, which is much more wholesome. Which is so cute. <laughs> it's like, oh, it just wants to give hugs, but it's pointy. I miss Arbok and Weezing. Weezing could never hug. Isn't that a sad thought? That's sad. And I bet Weezing has never gotten a hug. Oh, that's sad. Someone hug Weezing. Was, I can't remember, I can never remember. Was uh, Weezing or Arbok Jesse's Pokemon? Arbok was Jesse's. Weezing was James's. So, Jesse just likes snake Pokemon. Yes. She really does. Snakes are cool. I do think Survipers are much cooler Pokemon than Arbok. Because Arbok is very much just, I'm a big purple cobra. Whereas Survivor has a design. Yeah, well, it's it's something I never understand about people complaining about Pokemon. Like, oh, look at these new Pokemon. They are so uninspired. And I'm always thinking, but Gen 1 had so many, like, they had the Pokeball and the pile of muck. Its name is Muck. And the snake, who is a snake. And whose name is Snake Backwards. Yeah, and Muck is something else backwards. Mm-hmm. Did you know that coughing backwards is Gnifok? Oh, that, gee, that's an old one cast joke. Yeah, literally episode two. Yeah, I was just about to say. I still love that joke, because it's so bad, but it, it just goes back so far now. It's a good joke. There's also Seal that, that's called Seal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love Seal's design. I, I, I love it, but no one should ever say, hey, the ice cream in Gen 5 is uninspired, when we look at Gen 1 having just really sort of basic um, designs. Starmie and Staryu are so Pikachu. lazy. What if what if Starfish? Here's a cat. It's called Meow. Anyway, Pokemon. We are talking about Pokemon, so this is fine. I've only got like a couple of things to bring up, really. And most of them are just about Trico, who had almost a whole character arc in an episode. Trico's the best. Trico wants to be solitary and independent, but then realises with the help of his friends that he can become stronger much more easily. And that was his character arc. And it was good. Also, he jumped off a cliff multiple times, and I was very concerned for his safety. Trico is a strong, independent mon who don't need no trainer. Again, I just... Why don't they join Team Rapid? Yeah. Because Trico wants to fight the big snake, not join the big snake. Trico can do both. Oh, no. You got nothing to say to that. It's because I'm right. No, no, my train of thought just went fighting, but also friends, couples fighting. Trico and Survivor are a couple... Friends to enemies to lovers. Gecko and snake kiss. Does Survivor have a gender? Not that was mentioned, but Pokemon does that weird thing where everyone is assumed to be male unless they have a bow, but we also use it pronouns for them. Maybe that's where, like, 12-year-old me got the uh, the pink ribbon idea. Probably, yeah. Because that's a very consistent thing in Pokemon. So if, if anyone ever wants to present as a woman, just uh, put a pink ribbon on, and I'll be like, yep, woman. Pink ribbons cure my dysphoria. I, I, I like ribbons. Ribbons are cool. I like, like, um, not ribbons, but I like sort of, like, cool headbands. See, I've been doing clothes that just have, like, ribbons attached so that you can tie a bow, and I'm super here for it. See, I probably have the worst fashion sense out of the three of us. I just wear, like, beanies and hoodies, and I'm just like, that, that's an outfit. I don't even have the beanie. I just wear, like, warm jumper or hoodie and jeans, and that is all my outfits. Okay, I only have one more thing in Pokemon. While Team Rocket's doing the motto, Pikachu's just looking really stunned at being captured. And it's so funny. Pikachu's just so helpless. Like, I'm not sure if that's even intentional. Probably not. I I did not realize until I was watching this episode just how queer it is when James says his name. James. 
James. I, I noticed that when I was a child. Like, I'm just like, wow, that's camp. And I was not, I, didn't, I never thought anything was wrong with it. I was just like, that's cool. Oh, no, I'm still here for it. I'm just like, oh, wait, no, this is, this is a gay trope. Okay, besides the fact that he's evil, it never sort of went to ham on the, on the gay trope, if, if that makes sense. He's evil. And I know that you can only ever have evil queers in media. Because, of course, all, all queers are evil, as, as we all know. I'm definitely evil. Our evil league appointment is in um is is, is being delayed a fortnight. By the way, guys, the um the whole uh, evil overlord thing being delayed. Th- we're not supposed to tell them about that, May. Oh yes, but all, all our listeners are also, I'm sure, very evil. I don't know if straight people exist in the Digimon fandom because I feel like the majority of the people I meet are not straight in some way. Here for it. Survivor sure isn't straight. No, he's got a twist in the tail. Oh, nice. We are supreme comedians. But yeah, I just it, they never went ham on the on the James being the gay trope. He just sort of they just made him slightly flamboyant and like I know I love James. He doesn't come across as like super camp or gay to me. He just seems like really confident in himself to the point where he just cross dresses and it's like not even a big deal. I mean, I told myself that was was me for a very long time, and then no, it just it, no not how that works. Well, sometimes it's how it works. I don't think James is trans. No, no, but I could see James as being extremely bi. He's <laughs> sure. Pikachu! That's right. Do we have anything else to say about Pokemon? Trico should be evil. James might be a femboy. Both good points to end it on. It wasn't filler. Surviper has been captured. It wasn't filler because thanks to Team Rock. rock team Rock? <laughs> team Rock. Team Rock. Team Rocket. You know, if they were Team Rock, Brock would join. And then we might actually get Brock being a character. God, could Ash join Team Rocket and suddenly become a character? Why is Max far now that Brock's turned up? It's like Brock's being the smart one, and now Max hardly does anything. We definitely did not need Max. Or Brock, rather. Max would have been okay. If Max had just become, like, the cook and stuff. I can't remember I've said that. I know I was meant to, but I don't think I was there for the Brock episode. But I know I definitely thought at one point that, like, this makes either Max or Brock's existence not makes sense or like it just feels like it's unnecessary they can't contribute as much just because there's so much overlap it's not great but it's fine it's fine as long as team rocket takes up at least 50 percent of the episode because then ash and co doesn't do anything which is fine i think if you're gonna have max and especially if you're gonna have him like make fun of me for not knowing things you need max to be weirdly competent without having pokemon and they almost went there, and then we're like, nah, because we apparently can't just allow a six-year-old to cook, even though we can allow a ten-year-old to roam the country for no reason. Is he six? I thought he was, like, just a little bit younger than them. He can't be much more than eight, though. Especially if May is ten. We have gone through ages before. But yeah, some of our presumptions on ages were just off. Right? And I think Brock is actually fifteen. Which makes it weird when he hits on people. Yeah, sure does. Uh, he's getting to that age... Where you start becoming attracted to people. Yeah, but it's still that's not an excuse to be kind of borderline harassy. Oh yeah, he doesn't need to be that extroverted about it. He's terrible. Like, my chemical romance were very correct. Teenagers do scare the living hell out of me. Made picking an outro song very easy this week. I think we're ready to talk about Digimon. Okay, uh, Digimon, digital monsters, they save and depend a world. So let's move on to a question of trust. No, so th- this episode was fun. We we have some parenting from Takato. It's cute. He tries. 
And then Takato's an idiot. I mean, Gilman is also kind of an idiot. Because he, he doesn't enjoy doing the naughty thing. And then runs up and is like all excited. But he's like, Takato, I did a naughty thing. You know what? That's super valid, though. I get it, but it's still silly. Gilman's gonna be gay and do crime, okay? But can I just point out that this is probably the most relatable and realistic uh, relationship between a Digimon and their human partner. Like, everyone always seems, like, super, super, super adept at being, like, a Digimon tamer. Like, they're always just really good at it. And then all of a sudden, Takata comes along and he's just completely realistic because he's just just a 10-year-old. Like, 10-year-olds just sort of are still children and, you know, they're not very good owners or parents. But Takata's trying, which is nice. Like, I don't know, it's, it's very realistic. God, I loved Miss Asagi. She's just perfect in this episode. I like how the adults are actually persons. Yeah. Not parents. Parents can't be people. Not yet, but... Oh, I feel like Takato's parents are almost people. They are pretty much characters already. Yeah. They don't have a whole lot of depth to them yet, but, you know, they're there. They are there. They love their boy. They have not been around enough that I can tell you either one of their names. The parents never need names. They are Takato's mom and dad. And they are going to make Gilman bread. Yeah. Gilmon is a naughty boy because he is easily influenced by Impmon, who is very good. Impmon is a Pikachu, but a very funny one. I wouldn't go that far. He <laughs> set people on fire for making out. And don't get me wrong, I'm here for it. I like the bad guys. He's a good bad guy. I want Impmon to join Team Rocket. There's not that much difference between Impmon and Meowth, really. Except one is more fire. And kills more people. Impmon hasn't killed anyone. That we know of. I don't think he's capable of it, which is why he's, like, not that evil. He just comes across as, like, really overconfident. But throwing fireballs at people is not is not safe. Now, it's not nice, but it's not, like, the worst thing ever. It's just, like, a funny prank. Yeah, I mean, with as little fuel as those clearly have to have, like, it's not like they could actually burn anything. I think it runs resting quite nicely on the line between being clearly evil and just being... Kind of funny and incompetent. Which was the idea? Because we're supposed to be building him up as as far as the producers were aware at this point. We were building uh, Impmon up to eventually become the big bad. Which is kind of cool. You know he's evil because Tarimon calls him a puppy kicker. And we all know kicking puppies is the most evil thing anyone can do in Digimon. And, you know, also because he has that whole evil shadow thing in the opening. We don't care about openings. That's true, apparently. <laughs> Does he actually have an evil shadow thing in the opening? Yeah, only at the beginning of the series they, they remove it after a while because they realize that Impmon is too empathetic to, you know, be the big bad. And instead we need something that doesn't talk and has basically no motives. But yeah, the conversation between, well, the conversations between Impmon and Gilmon, or even just Impmon and Devidramon, are just funny to watch. Uh, that's actually very true. Um, and at some point I want to talk about how the, the digital fields don't make any... Sense. Just go into it now. Yeah, so the idea that Davidramon was stuck in a digital field, alright, I'm with you so far, that's fine. Some Digimon are stable enough to exist separate from one. Alright, uh, sure. And then we get into this weirdness where, like, oh yeah, you can just cut one from the outside with your finger and that's what stabilizes a Digimon, and that doesn't make any sense. And also you can summon a digital field by making a Star of David on the ground, so that's weird. Yeah, I think that just kind of, like, weird bubbles on the boundary between the digital world and the real world. And for some reason, Devidramon couldn't get out without Imbon breaking it. But I like it thematically. 
Oh, I'm here for it thematically. I just wish that there was, like, any exposition about what these are. At this point, I'm kind of just okay with them being a bit random and consistent in how they work, because they are just strange anomalies in the system, so that they're not going to be consistent. I guess. Also, I just, I really liked Devedramon's design. I don't know why, I'm just a big fan of him. Devedramon has a pretty good design. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he was in the series, but he is really cool. I forget, like, a lot of other Mons of the Weeks exist in this, and it's always, like, such a nice surprise when they come up, like, oh, hey, there, there they are. Also, I love that Riley gets to be in charge of the cover story this week. No, I can never remember. Is that, like, is that the Miyako one? I can never remember. I can never remember the Yeah, yeah, that's Miyako. With her girlfriend. The other one. I only remember, what's the other one's name? Is it, like, Keely or something? Something like that. I'd have to check back, because Miyako is the only one that gets a real character. Yeah, which is fair. I forgot that Growlmon turned up in this episode. Until he came around. Yeah, I was expecting it next week, because I thought we would have him design Growlmon and then make good on that later. No, they go straight into it. I, I do love that Takao just designs his own Digimon. Yeah, it's a little bit of a shame that he doesn't do that for the for the later evo- evolutions. I was always disappointed by that. Like, I thought that it, he was just going to design every evolution. That actually would have been really cool, and especially, like, that would have been so interesting thematically if, uh, you know, the reason that um, the bad evolution is bad is because he didn't design it. I think Kazu draws the blue card, though, later. Oh, yeah, and it's precious. And then the uh, the uh, box, that the Takato's tin of cards that they released a couple of years ago has um, Kazu's blue card. Oh, that's so good. I want one now. It's so cute. That's basically the reason I got it. Like, the, the tin, but also the blue card, like, Kazu's blue card. I, I only stick on topic now. I wish there had been one queer couple that got harassed by Impamon. Or even better, one queer couple that uh, that Impamon left alone. I think it's just kind of odd that there were so many couples in the park. Just why? I've, I've gone on dates in the park. Yeah, but like, at that time of night, it's just cold out there. Not in Tokyo in the summer. Well, good for them. Or even in like, the it doesn't even get that cold in the winter. In, in the winter. Yeah, that's true too. Good for them. I'm not salty about the British weather. I don't think I have a whole lot more to say about Digimon this week. It was good. It was, yeah, it was, it was a good, solid episode. I like that we now have, like, four different perspectives on the human-tamer relationship, which is cool. I really love that, and that's, like, my favorite thing about Digimon Tamers, is that we just get so much, so many different varied looks at the possible relationships. They're not all the same as they've been in previous seasons. We get, like, actual more depth between them, and also the Digimon is a character. Yeah, I really liked when Renamon just refused to fight. Yeah, I, I love Renamon. Renamon's good. Not the same way that people on the internet love Renamon, but I just, I like Renamon. Renamon is a good. Renamon would never kick a puppy. It's true. She'd kick a dinosaur, but not a puppy. Neither would Ken, but like, that that was the point of the Dark Seed. I don't know, I think Ken might just be a jerk sometimes. Which is why Miyako should leave him and uh, move in with Kari. Or Mimi. Yep, both. Many good options. I think the real high point of this episode... Is just Etamon the cop. Yeah, that was... I forgot about the cop. What the hell? He's so good in, like, the worst way. And Asagi just being like, nah, man. Well, the high point is definitely Etacop. The low point is Takato saying Bullseye Baby when Gilmon Digivolves and just ruining everything. Uh, that and, and Asagi just, just 100% stomping on random teacher guy's heart. Here for it. I don't think he fancies it. I think he's just nervous to be out by himself. I thought it was creepy. I thought he was ki- was trying to hit on her. Yeah, I, I got a, like, a um, creepy vibe from it. No, I got that he didn't want to be out in the park by himself while there was a pyromaniac running around. 
and who was looking to her for defense. That is a much better interpretation, but I think not the intended. If anything, he was made uncomfortable when he saw everyone kissing people. I think this may have just been dub changes, because I think he was hitting on it a lot more in the original. Yeah, I, th- I can't remember either, but I'm fairly certain. <laughs> I left the oven on. I need to go. <laughs> I left my oven on or something. Bye. It's been on all day, then. You've been at work at school. <laughs> I have accidentally left my oven on all night. Oh, no. So was this filler or not filler? Definitely not. Not filler. Evolution. Gilmon filled out. Yeah. Plus some Impmon. Impmon actually got a personality for a minute. Hmm. For a hot second. It's not much of one, but, uh, you know, we've, we've established his hatred for humans and just haven't elaborated on where it came from yet. It's a lot more than other uh, bad guys in Digimon. Yeah, and I almost, I, I wish they had gone through with making him the bad guy, where, like, yeah, have have a have a bad guy who is, like, relatable, and but I, I think they were not going to have kids get attached to a character and then kill him. He's a good one. He doesn't die. No, that's what I meant. Like, if you were going to make him the big bad, I think... He, he would then probably die. Remember, children, kill your friends. Only if they're evil. Yeah, can't say fairer than that. But yeah, it's a pretty solid episode all around. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing over trivial things. <laughs> the only general comparison I have is that in both of these episodes, the monsters just don't follow orders very well. Also, the fact that it sort of has a bit of a highlight on the bad character or an evil character. Definitely. Also, Trico and Impmon are the same character. Yeah, they're very similar. No. Trico is good. Impmon is bad. Impmon's not that bad. I mean, morality-wise. He's not even that bad morality. I mean, you, you don't look at Impmon and go, hey, is this a water type? That's true. That said, you do look at Impmon and go, what? What? This is, must be a child. I get, like, I could believe that's a kid in a costume. I mean, if you can believe that Gilmon is a kid in a costume, you can believe anything's a kid in a costume. Well, there's that, but I mean, specifically, Impmon is just not that hard to go, oh, yeah, that could be a five-year-old. I would reach for five-year-old before I would reach for monster from another dimension. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's more realistic than, hey, look, it's the devil. Exactly. Like, it's the same thing for um Myotismon in, uh, in Adventure, like, that is just a handsome man, because you wouldn't go, that is a vampire. It's just a handsome man in cosplay. Yeah. I don't know why I did that voice then. Me neither, but it's, like I will never get over how creepy like the Van- Vandermont is. Like he just goes out and attacks women. Like that's horrifying. Yeah, well, we had to establish that he was evil. It works. Yeah. Mon of the week. Oh, this is a hard one. It is, but I I went for Trico. Yeah, I went for Trico as well. Yeah, I'm torn between Trico and Survivor. I think Trico and more personality than Survivor. That's probably but true. Trico's also a good guy, arguably. Yeah, I think Survivor and Trico, I think, shared the episode well. But Trico is definitely the protagonist in the battle. And I, I wouldn't object to giving it to Gilman for being a good boy, but, you know, he's a good boy a lot. He's a good boy every week, and this week it was just kind of standard levels of good boy. Exactly. He was there, and that was kind of what he does when he is there. He was very gullible, and I was kind of disappointed in him. But he shared bread. It was fun. It was cute. <laughs> Gilmon. Yeah, and Mon of the Week can't be Gilmon bread. <laughs> we've, we've, we've worked that out, right? Should make Impmon bread. I do want to give a special mention to burying the dinner so that you can dig it up later and eat it. That was great. That was very doggo. He, he has nothing else to do with his time. He in a box. He in a box. 
I sort of wanted uh, Gilman when when Imman was just like, "You live in a cage." For Gilman to be like, "No, I I can leave. I just you know, I'm not. I live in a box. Yeah, I'm in a box. I live in a box." <laughs> As for Yumon of the week, I naturally went for Jesse. I went for Jesse too. The the fury swipe thing was too good. Fury swipes was very good. No one else stood out apart from maybe Mrs. Saji. Yeah, that that was my choice. Yeah, I want Jesse and Mrs. Saji to team up. I think they're the same character, just in alternate universes. That's true. That said, I kind of just want them to date, so... Oh, yeah. They'd be a good couple. I just want, like, James to be high-fiving Jesse in the background. And now for the ratings. Uh, we'll do Pokemon first. Um, I gave Pokemon a solid 7. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm here for a 7. I think that is the highest you've ever given Pokemon, May. No, I think I've gone 7 before. Oh, no, you gave the Team Rocket episode a 7. So, yeah, this is, like, joint highest... I think I just give Team Rocket episode 7. You know what? That's fair. What's the 7s? So that adds up to 21 for Pokemon. 7s all around. As for Digimon, I also gave that one a solid 7. I gave it an 8. Yeah, I was leaning toward an 8. I didn't have a preference, really. I just thought they were both solid, so I gave them both the 7s. I, li- I really liked both, but I just preferred Digimon just a little bit more. That is fair, and that does give Digimon the win. Uh, 23 to 21. Making it 7-1 to Digimon overall. Very close, though, this episode. Yeah, the the last two ones, I think, have been pretty close. I think Pokemon's had a run of good episodes, and Digimon's sort of, like, not losing its stride, but just sort of... It's been just keeping pace. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm here for it when we get to the Davas. Every Team Rocket episode is, is a good episode, basically. Pretty much. And they are in every episode. Yeah, and they, they should just be the main characters, and Trico should join them. They are the main characters in our hearts. Basically, yeah. Like, I still would really like... I would like to point out that I am not an evil person. I don't do evil things, but I would really like to play a Team Rocket, like, Pokemon game where you just go through and you are just Team Rocket. I mean, Team Rocket doesn't really do evil things either. They chop off Slowpoke tails, and I feel like that's not nice. That's fair. There is a mod for a Pokemon game where you, like, after a battle, take the opposing team's Pokemon. Like, Team Rocket, and then carry on. Like, stealing is bad. Stealing pets is terrible. Like, if you steal someone's pet, that's just awful. But also, just Team Rocket is just really cool. <laughs> just like, if someone stole my pet, but they were really cool. Has Team Rocket ever actually stolen anyone's pet? They, uh, they've almost done so. Yeah, I mean, they've tried to do evil, but they've never been successful. I'm not sure if I just made this up, or like if this actually happened, but I'd really like to see if... um. See an episode of Pokemon where they steal, like, they successfully steal a Pokemon, and then the Pokemon just wants to hang out with them. Like, the, the Pokemon decides, hey, these guys make way cooler than my original owners. Yeah, no, like, if, if that had just been Trico's thing, that would have been so cool. Yeah, or Trico just, like, idolizing them for just being cool, and Ash is kind of a loser. It's true. Gary is the best. Yeah, Gary was here. Can't remember the last time I saw Gary, and that makes me sad. Next time, we'll be discussing the ninth episodes, Taming of the Shroomish, and Not as Seen on TV. <gasps> oh my god! You know what? That's a really good episode title. It is. That is the best episode title, and I think I might just rate the episode on the episode title alone. I'm so excited. Taming of the Shroomish sounds so good. That is perfect. That is so good. I think Shroomish is going to be in it, though. Pokemon's puns are usually so bad, but that one is just absolutely incredible. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. 
and you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. As always, a big thank you to our patrons for supporting our episodes. Shisai236, Nicholas, Keith, and Fletchy42. Massive thank you to Quinn and May for joining me this week as well. Where can the people find you? On Translation Mon, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah, on, on Translation Mon. Um, and I hope that uh, when we record tomorrow, Quinn and Stevie treat me better than I have treated them this morning. And I would like to apologise. I forgive you. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hero. Dependal world. And then silence and shoes. Yeah, at this point I do that just to mess with you. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when you both do that. Don't but, do uh, it. I can't um so I have the digital movie soundtrack in my car and Sometimes I can't be bothered connecting, like, my phone to Bluetooth to listen to, like, podcasts or music or whatever, or the radio. I just will listen to the soundtrack. So mm-hmm. once I, I left, like, you know, just on the CD channel, and uh, Brady uses my car to drive to work, and because uh, um, I don't really go into work, obviously. Uh, so the uh, it was playing, and then I can't remember how he misheard the Digimon opening, but more importantly, he came, like, he, he came in to back home, and he went to my room, and he said... Mm-hmm. Hey May, when things are bad, that's when the Digimon is going to get strong. <laughs> and I just sort of thought, what? 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 Right, what happened? Where am I? God, that line is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And he's like, well, you know, when, you know, th- when th- that's when wrong. they're going to win. When things, when things go bad, that- that's when they're going to win. I hear that's what happens. And I'm just like, where am I? What year is it? What's happening? Uh, I thought I was dying. That's incredible. And now it's time to go off topic. We've said one line about the episode of Topic Time. Oh, no. I all was... get, order Nutella pizza. Go to the local pizza place. Order a Nutella pizza. And no. No, I'm, I'm serious. I need you to order Nutella pizza. I don't and like I want Nutella. You to... Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm telling awful. the listeners. I'm telling everyone who's listening to this, I need you to get a Nutella pizza from the local pizza place, and I need you, and I, this is, this is, um, I cannot stress this enough, um, you, you can't have any modifications, you have to tell me what they put on the Nutella pizza. No, did you modify I need, you, I need to know. What the? Because when I ordered the last Nutella night, pizza? Because I've been trying to be nice and not ask. I assume it's, it's just a pizza, pizza with Nutella. Nutella on it. That is disgusting. No, but the thing is, it wasn't just the Nutella that was on it as a topping. It had cashews, which is, that's fine. It's fine, whatever. What? It also had cheese. Yeah, mm. that's why I said that sounds disgusting. Because Nutella and cheese sound terrible. No, it went, it was really tasty, actually, but I'm also lactose intolerant. And I also, also had a family-sized pizza, so that might have something to do with it. And I was just in agony the entire night. Well, maybe you just shouldn't eat a family-sized pizza by yourself. Oh, no, I had half, I, know, so I, I should stress, I only had, like, like, so, like most of the, of the family size pizza. Uh, okay, maybe like... you shouldn't eat enough for half a family. But I also had the Nutella pizza and a scotch or two. Ooh, or three. But burns. the thing is, I need I need to know: is cheese and Nutella pizza normal? Because I was very surprised. I, I don't Nutella think Nutella pizza, on pizza is, is normal. not normal. No, well, I've like never the heard of Mars that. Bar, that the, like at the fish and chip shop, like it's sort of like one of the snacks. Snacks. Yeah, that also sounds terrible. 
However, we have seen a lot of snacks. Just one one more off-topic thing. The worst thing I've ever had from a pizza place was they sell, like, there was a pizza place that sold, like, jam donuts, but instead, which which is fine, like, that's fine, but I guess they didn't have any other bread except for, like, the pizza base, so the the, the pizza, the, the jam donut was just sort of made out of the pizza base. And also, it was like biting into lava. Like it was just the most like unfun. It was it was hard. It was hard because it was made out of pizza crust and not like the donut consistency. And also, the small amount of jam was like it was the hottest thing I've ever put my mouth on. <laughs> Until I meet Brad Pitt. Hey. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a callback. No, but seriously, it, it was weird. Um, so yeah, uh, go to a pizza place. If they sell jam donuts, also get one of those because I really would like to know if that was a weird experience. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was the same pizza place that I went, I bought from last night. Actually, now I think about it. Okay, uh, here's the challenge. So Digimon. Ten minutes. Ten Digi's minutes without Mon. attention. Starting now. Mons of Digi. I looked at the. I shouldn't have posted the video because I'm just looking at the thumbnail. We got ten seconds. Cool. You know what? Halloween is coming up next month, and years and years ago, I did a Halloween special where I just drank whenever Pokemon or Digimon was set. That was chaotic. So we should just do that, like all three I'd of us. I'd be down for that. But, but we record at seven in the morning. Oh, that's a shame. But it's on a well, Saturday. Times I do not that. align. It's on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm not going to get pissed What's at 7 Sunday in the morning. It's <laughs> 7 in the morning on a Sunday. Well, I can, I can still do it. I don't know if Quinn can. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Maybe you know, then we'll be able to four in the pace afternoon. with May. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like the normal one. <laughs> oh god, May will have to keep us in line. Oh, <laughs> that'll be a nice like role reversal. Normal. I was about to say gender reversal, but that's not right. Yeah, so the landlord came by like in person, and my Digimon's beeping at me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the uh, so yeah, the, shh, shh, Leomon, shh, die later. Um, the uh, it's actually Leomon. Anyway, Padaman says thank you for listening to the Moncast. Bye bye. <laughs>